Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online. My name is Steven. And I'm Christina. And in the Willow Tree Online, we talk about how to live our values in your heart, in your health, and in your home. And today, we are talking about a very important topic, which is about nutrition. How to nourish your body with sustainable nutrition for health, ease, and enjoyment. This is something that really matters to us, and we're really excited to share what we've learned. Um, and just, uh, I think, I think you're gonna take something really valuable away from this. Hopefully, many valuable some things <laughs> away from this, um, because I don't think that food is is a really sticky topic. And I think uh, what we're gonna talk about and the way that we kind of approach it is a really wholesome and healthy and um, again kind of sustainable approach to it so that's our that's our topic any anything else to add Christina before yeah, we jump in we're just gonna go um, through basically some kind of quick tips for things that we have learned things that I work with women when I do integrative health coaching, things that we kind of work through as we move towards a more sustainable, easy, enjoyable, health-filled um, dynamic with food because we eat every day. And so it's important sometimes to just drop a pin, I think, and be like, how's that going for me? Like, mm -hmm. you know, is it... Um, do I feel stressed all the time? Do I feel like I'm not eating the right things or I am eating the right things or, you know, like, how's that going? And so we, like everything we talk about in the Little Tree Online is coming more towards a place of wholeness and rhythms that create a really full, vibrant, beautiful whole life. Yeah. And I think food and nutrition is a huge part of that. We want... Yeah. We want to thrive physically, but we also want to thrive mentally and emotionally and socially. Mm -hmm. So how can we align all of those things together in a way that feels simple and enjoyable and yeah. nutrient rich? Yeah. And I think we would both argue that food is the lies at the foundation of all of that. You know, mm -hmm. um, if you're, um, if your relationship with your food is, is rough and I can speak to this because I have a rough relationship with food. Um, it, it will bleed over into the other areas of your life. And you think it's those areas. It's like, Oh, I'm, I, I need, I don't know. I'm physically, I'm not doing well or socially I'm not doing well. And then when you actually get to the root of it, it's a food issue. Um, and that's been my experience, like not eating well or having sort of, um, maybe unhealthy thoughts around food even, um, can, can, well, I think it's and vice that. versa too, right? Like I think the way we nourish our bodies can really affect our mental health and right. likewise our mental health, we can very easily take it out on the way we nourish our bodies. Yeah. That so. was a much more eloquent way of saying what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> no, but you got me there. I got you there. You were steering the but, but yeah, that, that's exactly, that's exactly it. So, uh, so we'll dive into that, uh, in a moment, but first the three highlights of our day. We encourage you to pause wherever you are, unless you are driving or operating heavy machinery, then please <laughs> don't stop doing what you're doing. Um, and, uh, 
and join us in this practice of identifying the three highlights. It can be hard sometimes. Like, what did I even do today? I know, you forget. And that's the point mm-hmm. <laughs> is to force yourself to go, no, this good thing happened, this good thing, this good thing. So, Christina, what were your three highlights today? All right. Number one was today we went to Barnes and Noble as a family. This was the third time we've ever been to Barnes and Noble. We party hard, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. First time Beckett was so little, he just laid in my lap and I read the children's books to myself, but it felt wonderful. The second time he was like still eating the books. So we had to really manage him. (laughs) Really watch the chompers. He was crawling and eating books. And then this was the first time that he was actually walking around and engaging with like the train set. So watching him play with the train set at Barnes and Noble until he slipped and smashed his lip and all of Barnes and Noble knew about it. That was a low light. (laughs) That was the low light. But that was a highlight, watching him play with the trains. The so sec- oh, so often, our high points and our low points mm. are very close mm-hmm. to each other. And that was true for Beckett today. A little mini train wreck. It's <laughs> all fun. And then, yep. Busted lip. Busted lip. Okay, he's fine. He's recovering quite well. Um, the second one was Stephen finalized a new client. And that was really exciting for me. I loved hearing yeah. him from his office say, Christina, they signed. Yeah. That was a high point. Um, and then the third one is going to be, I just had a bunch of like food prep for the day. Every week I prepare a big batch of like roasted potatoes and salad dressing and lent like cooked lentils and I store them in the fridge or the freezer for Steven's salads every day. So I can just whip it up really easy for his lunch. And so that was my homemaking task today. And I really enjoy doing that stuff. It feels kind of therapeutic and Yeah. So I guess that's a highlight for me. Well, and I am the happy recipient of that. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, Yeah, that's all so good. Your food is so good. Uh, (laughs) We just had a guest here and, uh, and she was just like, you know, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, because we, you know, had dinner together and did all this. She kind of entered into our rhythms and ate our food and our treats and things like that. And. It's kind of fun to have somebody come in and highlight because for you it's normal, it's your everyday, but then mm-hmm. to go, this is amazing. And you go, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> my wife is amazing. So thank you for doing that. Uh, my three highlights were I had good playtime with Beckett today, both on the front end of the day and um, on the back end of the day. We just had a great time together. It was really, really fun. Got to make him laugh and. We played around with some stuff and we just, it was a good mix. Sometimes he's a little frantic or sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's just a little rough, but we had really fun time today. Um, Second thing was I have a client called tomorrow that I needed to prep for today and I feel really good about it going into tomorrow. So lots of good client stuff happening this week, which is great. And then for me, it was just the whole Barnes and Noble visit, like getting out, Going to Barnes and Noble, we love that holds a special place for us. It's mm-hmm. a it's a cheap, aka free date, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just to go and wander around, look at the new books. And I found multiple like new books, books that were out like this year that I hadn't heard about. And usually I I know about the books before I I go there. Um, but there were several that I found today that came out this year that I'm so excited to read. Um, and one of them's called, I think, Creative Circle. One of them's Daily Dad from Ryan Holiday. He's like a stoic philosopher guy. And then there's another one 
called um, The Wisdom of Maury, which oh. is the, the Maury from Tuesdays with Maury. And if Thank you have it. not read Tuesdays with Maury, you are missing out on a wonderful book. I cried at the end, which isn't saying much for me, but, you know, it, it is actually, that's emotions. the only time I've seen you cry because of a book. Yeah, I guess so. And you're not like really a crier. I mean, you get teared up, but yeah. no, when you true. finished that book, I was like, oh no, what's wrong? Yeah, I, like, I came, I down, finished I came downstairs. I got these big old crocodile tears. I finished it. Um, such a good book. Anyway, sidetrack. Um, those are our three highlights. What are yours? Um, take a moment and think about them. And... Just kind of sit in them as you rem- sit in the joy of remembering them, you know, and mm-hmm. and just f- see what that feels like in your body. Good memories take, I think it's like 30 seconds of capturing a, a good memory in your mind for it to like imprint in your memory, whereas bad memories will imprint within like a matter of seconds, but it actually takes longer. You need to like sit with the good memories for them to it's actually unfortunate imprint. brain. Why know, do you work that way, brain? Okay. You can make us work for it. So here we go. Core content. Let's uh, let's talk through nutrition. So yes. um, this is really Christina's wheelhouse. This is going to be a, a bit more of me kind of asking Christina questions um, because Christina has walked through of so much of her journey for the last 12 years of gut health and chronic problems and all of this stuff and, and working to heal her own body and try to live with vitality in with some, with, with symptoms and conditions and struggles that I think a lot of people, myself included would, um, would not have done as well with and not, not because, you're bad or anything, but I, I just, she, I, I've watched her do this and be so committed to her health to say, no, like I'm going to live my life. I am going to get up. I'm going to do what I want to do as much as I'm able to, you know, accepting limits, but also saying, what else can I do? And learning so much. If anybody knows Christina, you know, she is an absorber of information. She loves to research and she is, has an incredible gift with sifting through sources and finding what is true and what isn't true. And because she's done so much research and because she's lived so much of it, she has an incredible way of, I'm just bragging on her right now, but she has an incredible way of connecting dots where you might read an article and say, you know, this thing is really good for your metabolism. And she goes, yeah, but here's why, because there's all these different things happening in your body. And sometimes that understanding makes all the difference. And so you're going to get some of those knowledge bombs in this episode today. Um, So let's talk about nutrition and nourishment and why this is so important and why it's so hard well first of all the intro was very kind thank you you're welcome i feel like the reason why i can even talk about these things is because i'm on the other side of some of these feelings and when i was going through um i mean just the art of being human leads human leads you to be like you know, food can be weird in different seasons because you have health issues or like whatever the 
there's so many things. Food is a very complex topic. And we also want to acknowledge that as we start this, that I'm just speaking to kind of some general things, but hoping that, um, this, you glean some things from this, but it's also something worth, if this feels like really tricky to really go into these places, then it's definitely worth like reaching out to a coach or a therapist or nutritionist. So we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing to know too, this can, this might come across and often does with this type of nutrition and health conversation, it can come across as like, well, if you just tried this one thing, then that would fix your problem. Mm -hmm. And we just want to acknowledge that that is not true. Everybody is in a very unique place. Your body is unique. Your challenges are unique. We have a lot of listeners who are dealing with very hard chronic conditions, you know, and so um, this is not a do this and it's going to it work for me. Therefore, it will work for you. Full disclaimer, it, everybody is different. So I hope that you will listen to this. And not think, well, it's nice it worked for you. That won't work for me. And just think, what what is in here for me? What is useful? What what can I use? And discard the rest. It's fine. You can leave it. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, we're just... I mean, we're talking on bringing more ease and enjoyment into nutrition. And like I was saying before, it was like those those years of especially for me being really sick, um, food became really stressful. And it was like what, you know, I started researching and that was helpful, but also can become unhelpful when you realize, oh my goodness, every food and every diet and every theory has two sides of a coin. Like you can make an argument out of literally everything. And so that then becomes to a point where it's like food becomes emotionally just as stressful as maybe physically. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like this matters talking about, um, you know, how can we look at food from a neutral place and bring it into our life as a thing that feels, um, just wonderful and that we're grateful for. And having worked with many, many clients, this is something that we talk about a lot. So some of the things that may resonate with you, um, I mean, everyone eats, so this should, <laughs> this should resonate there in should some way, some um, commonality, in here. but it's super common for nutrition, food, eating to be this like thing that takes up a lot of negative headspace just in our culture. Right. And there's like this diet plan and that diet plan and that food is bad and that food is good. So if you feel like you don't eat quote unquote healthy enough, um, this could be helpful for you. If you feel like I don't have time to eat the way that I want to eat or eating nutrient dense food feels really complicated to me, or maybe you're turning to things that don't make you feel your best, but you don't really know how to stop that cycle because of X, Y, and Z, or maybe it's just all way too confusing because there's so many arguments out there. And with social media, there's just so much in our face against and for everything. And so maybe you're just really overwhelmed. Um, or maybe you find yourself on and off all these diet bandwagons and you're doing a 30 day fast. And then all of a sudden you're eating like, you know, food that doesn't make your body feel good necessarily. So maybe something like 
of those resonates for you. And the question that we're approaching is, can we view food with ease, enjoyment, and nourishment in a way that is sustainable through our lifetime rather than just something like a 30-day reset? And this is for you no matter... um, Maybe you have medical issues that have really limited the way that you're able to nourish your body. You know, maybe you have a, I was in a place one time where I had 47 food sensitivities before I was able to really heal my gut. And in that space, yeah, in that space, what we're going to talk about still could have applied. Um, So this isn't just for the person who can eat whatever they want. So um, is there anything you want to add before we dive into that, Stephen? No, that really, that really checks out. You know, there's, yeah, there's kind of that two sides of the coin of where maybe you're limited in what you're able to eat. And so you're, you're kind of struggling with food in that way or, um, you know, this is kind of my case. I don't have anything that's necessarily limiting me. Like I don't have a medical condition, but there's some psychological stuff, you know, that really can, that can be hard to overcome bad habits, um, bad information that's been ingrained in us that we've learned that we have to unlearn. And I think the other point is that like what Christina was saying about like there's on, there's so many Instagram influencers that all tout like their way of doing it. Right. And then there's somebody in the opposite camp touts their thing. Like you've got vegan plant-based people on one side and you've got like the eat all the organs on the other side, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, and they all claim to be right. Like mm-hmm. you literally have a best selling book about the carnivore diet, mm-hmm. which is eating only meat, mm-hmm. nothing else. And then <laughs> claiming all these health benefits and you can, like copy paste, swap it out for plant-based stuff and you get the same book. That's mm-hmm. also a bestseller. Like it's, it is so very confusing, confusing. And the thing to know I'm in marketing, <laughs> marketing's job is to present their solution as the best solution to present it as a, they want you to feel this emotional, like oh, I, I have to have that. That's it. That's the thing. They're trying to persuade you and convince you. The, the reality is that there is nothing that is a foolproof or bulletproof method, I should say, not foolproof, mm-hmm. um, that is 100%. The truth is somewhere in the middle, right? It, if you hear something that's too good to be true or if somebody's <laughs> preaching like one thing and only that thing and that's it and they know it for sure, that's not true. Like it is, there are, there's always room for some gray. Now there, we need to consider scientific yeah. evidence. And so if there is a very large body of quantifiable scientific evidence that leans towards one thing, then we'd be foolish to say, well, the other side is as valid, Mm -hmm. you know? So we need to, so it it might be that it's way over on that line, but just, just know that, um, that that's why it's so confusing people. Everybody's trying to sell stuff and that's how you sell stuff or how, how some people sell things. I don't think that's actually how you have to sell things. Yeah. And ultimately we're not going to, we're not going to talk about what we eat and this podcast. Um, I don't know if we, you know, ever will go into that, but, um, like specifically why we choose to eat plant-based, but this is really just, we want to come together and look at knowing that wellness is body and mind. This is emotional and physical. 
Um, we want to celebrate wellness in a way that food is delicious. It's celebratory, it's gratitude, it's savoring, it's balanced. And we feel calm around food. Like that's where we want, that's a sustainable practice with Mm -hmm. our daily bread. So I'm going to go through some quick tips for doing this. So we're just going to roll into it. Roll into it. So the first one is viewing food as not good or bad. It's just food. <laughs> it's um, It doesn't have the power to be good or bad. So it's a lot might, like the money conversation. You know, money's not yeah, good or bad. It's a tool. Exactly. So we rather can view food as what do I want to choose to empower my body for this life that I've been given versus I'm so bad for eating that or I shouldn't have eaten that. I feel a lot of shame. It's more changing that mindset to know what it, what am I choosing to put into my body? Um, the second one, think about your body as a car. I love metaphors. So it could be helpful to think about when you go to the gas station, what fuel are you going to choose for your car? If there was one that said mud and you put that in your car, you would go nowhere. Um, so thinking about food as fuel, I think that It feels obvious, but it's not always because Mm -hmm. of like our culture and how food is presented, but like what we put into our body, a calorie is literally the definition is a unit of energy. So what kind of energy are you putting into your body? So Mm -hmm. we put in all this dead, artificial, scientifically manipulated energy that's in a bag of processed Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, I don't know why I'm so fatigued. I'm going to go to the doctor and ask. And they're like, here's a drug. Let me help. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So remember, your body is a vehicle that we need to fuel. Um, the crazy thing that like I, I like to think about just to blow my brain sometimes <laughs> is, you know, our our bodies, <laughs> our bodies take whatever you put into your mouth. This seems so obvious, but for some reason, it really didn't click until I was an adult. So I don't know if that was the education system I was in that failed me or what, <laughs> but it's just that I, this like idea that like you, what you eat, it, your body literally breaks it down and absorbs it and your cells, your skin, your muscles, your blood is it, it, it is what you eat, you know, like it literally what you put in your mouth transforms into your actual body. And that is really helpful for me (laughs) when I think (laughs) about what I'm choosing to put into my mouth. Uh, and it's like, I don't know that I want to be a literal donut. (laughs) I would like, I'd like to more match this. I wouldn't really want to be a broccoli either though. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to stop that train. Of, is there, is that, was that train headed no, somewhere? No, no, no. We can, we can move on. Okay. We can move on. Um, okay. The next one is sometimes there's a hang up because people say, I've even heard this with clients. They'll be like, Oh, I just don't like healthy food. Also, I hate the term healthy foods. So I'm trying not to use that, but if I do, I'm sorry. But people, you, um, will say like, Oh, that kind of food. Like, I just don't like it. It's gross. And honestly, like to that, I just say branch out. Like there's so much good food out there. So So if you feel like food that's more nourishing to your body is gross, like 
we need to talk because there are a lot of good foods out there. And you're and eating boiled carrots. Yes. Do not ever <laughs> boil. Do not do ever it. boil anything. Don't do that. Just ruins it. There's so much flavor to be had. Like think of Indian cuisine. Most of like oh, Indian or like other culture so much flavor. cuisine. Like there's so much flavor and most of it's so good for you. Right. And it's, it's like. Oh my gosh, there's so much you can do. And also, our taste buds do adapt. So, this is a little yes, science yes. but basically, what you're eating feeds the microbiome live organisms in your gut. So, if you're feeding your body a bunch of like processed foods and things that are really high in salt and sugar, your your gut microbiomes, they want to live. They're living things. So, they're going to crave more of that. Whereas, if you're eating you know, more like fruit and things, things that grow, things that are vibrant and full of good energy for your body, your body's going to start to crave those things because it's going to have a microbiome that's more geared towards those things, if that makes any sense. But basically your taste buds will change. So sometimes, yeah, maybe it's not, you don't love it at first. And that's where you come back to, well, what's, what's your ultimate value? Is it like, I want to you know, I want all my food to taste perfect. Or is it like, I want to have energy for my day. Right. So sometimes there are trade-offs and it doesn't take that long. I mean, for me, um, I went from eating uh, way too much sugar to eating very, very little processed sugar. And it, it seriously changed quickly, like Mm -hmm. in a matter of weeks, you know, things that before tasted like I was just chewing oats, I, I all of a sudden was like, oh, that's so good. That's so sweet. I mm-hmm. love that. I, I, I could identify that it was sweet. I didn't even know how to identify that because I was so used to just pummeling my taste buds with sugar. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Okay, the next one is simple, but purchase what you want in your body. So when you make your grocery list or when you're at the store, what are you bringing into your house? Because that's what's going to be brought into your body and be mindful of that. Um, the next one, eat meals plus snacks. Now everyone has a different need when it comes to like caloric intake and maybe, um, you know, some people do well with three big meals a day. Other people snack a lot, but the idea is make sure you're eating at least three meals. And if you're hungry in between, give yourself snacks because low blood sugar will leave you reaching for things that are just quick fixes, usually sugar and carbs. So if you're someone who you feel like you're constantly craving sugar and carbs, it's probably, um, like there could be some emotional things tied to it as well, but physically it's true that if your cells are depleted or if you aren't, if you don't have enough nutrients in your body and your blood sugar gets low, the first thing it's going to look for is sugar and carbs because that's our body's fastest um, source of fuel. You give it sugar and carbs and it breaks it down and can use it right away, which is a good thing. That's not a bad thing, but that can, if you're constantly craving that, it might be an insight as to, oh, maybe my diet's not like super well-rounded that my body's always looking for this super fast energy. How can I... Um, eat in a way that creates a bit more sustainable, nourished cellular situation in my body. Um, The next one is flexible meal planning. So that can be something that people get really hung up on. Like, oh, I don't want a meal plan that's overwhelming. And yeah, maybe it's a little task at first. Um, But something that I do that's really helpful for us Um, that creates a lot of just like ease and enjoyment around food is I have like seven dinners that we pretty much keep on rotation. You could have more than that, but 
basically I always have the ingredients for the seven meals that I want to make in a week or sometimes it's five meals and I'm repeating two of them. Um, but that gives you, so it's like a very loose meal plan. So it's not like on Monday we eat tacos on Tuesday because sometimes you get to taco night and you're like, I actually want curry right Mm -hmm. so give yourself that flexibility and enjoyment like you don't have to be married to a a meal plan like that and that's kind of a way to do that the next one incorporate carbs protein and fats in every meal i there can be there are a lot of people who say a lot of things about this but i will sit on this soapbox your body needs Mm -hmm. every single one of those macronutrients the no carb diet or the lowest protein diet or the low fat or no fat diet long-term that maybe that's helpful short-term, but long-term that is not going to be sustainable for your body. It needs every macronutrient and your body's going to tell you because it's going to like, if you completely cut out carbs, there will come a time where your body's like, I need carbs. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like the loaf of bread is gone, you know, Mm -hmm. and not that that's bad. That's your body trying to find equilibrium, Mm -hmm. but then you're not going to feel great at there. So like, why don't we just create a more sustainable rhythm where we keep these macronutrients in our days? Yeah. And it's not about depriving, right? We're, we're trying to bring life and energy into our bodies. And so many of those elimination diets, they're focused on a short term fix, you know, and they're trying to have you do these massive changes. And they work, but not often for the reason that you think they work or that they're, that they tout that they work like low carb. It's like, well, carbs are the enemy. No, 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 no. Look at all of the blue zones. They all eat plenty of carbs, mm-hmm. you know, and they're living great and they're healthy. The and blue all that. zones are like the studied. Yeah. Longest, it's where the longest longevity. living, healthiest people in the world. Basically there's like five blue zones. Um, and they eat plenty of carbs, they eat rice, they eat, you know, bread, but it's not like the white processed crap that most of us eat over here. You know, it's different. Like it's all about like, what is it made of? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And the, this is kind of the same vein is don't deprive yourself of treats. Like you don't have to never eat sugar again or never go out to the ice cream shop or whatever, but maybe you can find something that feels good and is sustainable. So rather saying like, I'm done with sugar forever. Um, what about, I'm going to have one treat a day or something like that, that just feels a little bit softer and more gentle. The body and the mind hate restriction. The Mm -hmm. mind hates restriction. That's just part of our human nature. So, um, eventually when we restrict, we, swing very far in the other direction in order to try to find equilibrium. That's Mm. something that the mind and the body just do. And you can kind of experience that all through life. So keeping that sustainable. Um, the next one, choose simple meals. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, maybe we'll do another podcast on like simple meals, but just something to keep in mind. I think it can feel like it's so complicated. How am I going to cook every meal? And like, keep it simple. Like what about a rice cake with some peanut butter and a banana on it? Mm -hmm. Carbs, protein, fat, you know, like we can keep it really simple. Um, keep that mindset. The next one, um, don't overcomplicate. This is kind of the same thing, but don't overcomplicate like baking and snacks. There are some really simple, delicious recipes and, um, Pinterest is a great source for those things. There's a lot out there. So, so Stevens talked a lot about like 
the victim mindset and how that's something we can all fall prey to, but we want to stay away from. So these thoughts that are like, oh, but it's too hard. Oh, but I don't have time. Oh, but I don't like those things. Like, yeah. or, no. or I have to do it right the first time. Yes. There's a huge one. That, that huge hurdle to start something new is that feeling of like, well, I, I've got to do it right. No, you don't. You can do it wrong. You will do it wrong. I made just like em- seven bad curries before just I figured embrace out that. I've eaten some weird mm, stuff. Steven's eaten some weird stuff. And and I did it happily. And, <laughs> and, and knowing that I was doing it, you know, that it was... It, this She's was, trying her best. This was crucial data collection. Oh you my know? gosh. But seriously, we treat ourselves like scientists, right? Like it's, you kind of expect to, for it to go wrong. It's just an experiment. You know, it's like, oh, I want to try. That sounds good. Like what sounds good? Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Um. Okay, the next one is not all food boundaries are bad. That is kind of a complex topic, but I think that sometimes we can swing from like you have so many food rules and it feels so restrictive, or you can be like, screw it all, I don't, there's no, you know, everything is fine. And I think sometimes, depending on where we're at with our relationship with food, that can be important. Um, But a sustainable rhythm eventually to work towards is coming to a place where you can have gentle boundaries around food that are helpful for your body. So an example of that would be, um, like, it can be helpful. They can be helpful, but when boundaries start to make you feel deprived, confined, stressed, those are the times where we need to reassess our relationship with food. Um, whereas if there are guidelines that you have that help you feel more balanced, more calm, more free, more present, like an example of this would be, I, um, choose to not eat for 12 hours through the night. Like I give my gut 12 hours of gut rest and that's a firm boundary that I like to keep in place with food, but it's, that doesn't make me feel like, confined it's helpful because i know that my body's going to feel better the next day when i do that it's like a net positive yeah so making sure that just we're thinking about things in a way that is this helping me feel more calm and balanced or do i feel like confined and like chained to this food rule those are two very different things this is where working with somebody it can be really helpful like a, a coach can can really help you kind of identify like is this just me like needing to adjust and learn you know like is this or um is what my brain is telling me is this because i've gone too far or this isn't actually helpful mm-hmm. um you know and if there's food addiction going on for you or as, as some kind of eating disorder then all of this becomes much trickier mm-hmm. you know because things can look like um things can look like they're telling you one thing but actually there's a there's a dysfunction at the core of it and that's the thing that you got to worry about. So highly recommended if this feels confusing or sticky for you, yeah. um, you know, highly recommend working with a health coach like Christina or, um, or a nutritionist, even if it's just for like a call or doing something longer, but like just having another person who knows what they're talking about to guide you through it is so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. If any of these like 
these thoughts feel like that sounds good, but I just, I cannot get there. That's when it can be helpful to just bring in someone else to help walk alongside you. Yeah. We all need that yep. <laughs> at some point. We all need people right beside us. So the next one is just let it be easy. If you find yourself in a rhythm that doesn't feel good mentally or physically, you can pivot. You don't have to bash yourself. Or maybe you're like, wow, I had a really hard week and I was like emotionally eating chocolate chips all week. Like that's okay. Just pivot. Like, what do you want to, what do you want to do next? You know? Um, I think that's just important. Let it be easy. Um, the next one is before starting your next diet or cleanse, this is a hot topic, but ask yourself, how can I choose a calm, sustainable path for caring for my body versus something drastic and unsustainable long-term that could even be harmful, um, mentally or metabolically or physically taxing some of these like quick fixes or trend diets or fasts or cleanses maybe they'll help with one thing like dropping weight really fast but they're going to totally mess with your metabolism or they're going to really um mess up your microbiome there's it's more complicated than they make it sound when they offer you these Mm -hmm. quick fixes so um just next time you're thinking about that consider what's a more calm sustainable path that i could start tomorrow how you need to take a long long long-term approach you know rather than a big change yeah the next one is a quote um that i've heard i don't know who says it but it's eat to live don't live to eat so think about what are your values in life and then how does the way that you nourish help you get there so like what's your why that can be helpful if you kind of feel hung up around uh maybe wanting to eat a certain way that's not making you feel your best sometimes we can step back and think am i like living to eat or am i eating to live and if we're eating to live then we're nourishing our bodies like it like it matters and like it's ours and like it's our vehicle that's going to help us play with our kids and be present with our friends and explore the world like probably if you look at your values that life quality of life is bigger than the way that something tastes on your tongue if you kind of bring it back to that right so that can be helpful to me and the thing on that too is that if you've never known what that feels like it can be really hard to make that change Mm -hmm. um this was this was me i was so tired i had so little energy Mm. and i didn't know what it felt like to not have that fatigue hanging over me all the time until I made a, a pretty firm commitment and decision. And I did make like a pivot, a very determined, um, significant pivot. And, and it took a minute to get there, but then all of a sudden I started feeling the reward. I started reaping the rewards of that. I had energy. I could work all day and do a workout and play with Beckett. And, and it was this stark, I could feel it. And when you feel it, it's really wonderful. So, um, just know you're like, I don't know if that's going to help. It's like, you have to try, you know, you have to try even if you don't, even if you don't know for sure and give it, give it a good shot. I promise it will make a difference. Mm. Yes. 
Okay, the next one is enjoy, savor, delight in the harvest. So really take time with your food. And even this week, I think this is a really practical takeaway too. Just start where you're at and like enjoy what you're eating. Savor it, like the crunch of the carrot or the flavor of the muffin you're eating. We don't even notice sometimes what we're eating. And that's a really good way to start being more mindful with your food. Um, My mouth started started watering <laughs> as you were talking about. I'm not even thinking of a certain food. Just any food, just food in general. The next one is gratitude. That brings us like in so many places. Gratitude matters, but um, start to think about gratitude for the body that you have. Gratitude for the food that you can purchase. Gratitude for the way that you get to prepare. It's so easy to be like, oh, this is taking too much time. Oh, this is too much money. Oh, this. But like, what if we just looked at gratitude for like, look at this body I get to take care of. Look at this, this food I get to purchase. Like there's so much to be said for just remembering that like we're really blessed to even have food on the table there are people that don't um so i think that's a really important thing to remember um the next one some people like the 80 20 rule that can be kind of a helpful mindset maybe that's a practical thing that's helpful for you but it's kind of the concept of nourish in a way that makes you feel your best 80% of the time. Um, but don't fret over things that don't make you feel your best because social, emotional, experiential is important too. So like an example of this might be, um, throughout the week we eat in a way that feels really nourishing to our bodies. But me and Steven went on a date night the other night to this restaurant and it's a plant-based restaurant. We like love the food, but like definitely they cook with all these, you know, oils that I don't usually feel best with. Um, and I definitely didn't feel my best after the meal or the next day, but it was so worth it because sometimes it's not all about the food. It was yeah. about the experience and the flavors and being yeah. with you. And so 80, 20, like yeah. it's, it kind of goes back to your, let it be easy, you know? And I think that it's all in moderation and the mm-hmm. problem becomes if you're doing that every day. Exactly. Right. And so now we got to talk about other things, but, but yeah, just to highlight that, it's kind of another example. Yeah, and then the last couple here are you don't have to give up your favorite foods. You can often recreate them too. Like if you really do want to make a large pivot, um, so many things like we make creamy banana ice cream whip and we make like crispy, chewy, whole wheat oat waffles that are so good and hot cocoa that's sweetened with peanut butter and dates. And there's so many options out there. So don't yep. limit yourself thinking it's either this or nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to toss that thing that I love away. Yep. And if it isn't worth it to you to recreate in some way or find um, you know, a substitute, my question to you is, is it worth keeping? Hmm. You know, because if if it's if it matters that much to you, then it's like, no, I'll find a substitute. Like for us, we love ice cream. Yeah, we will find a substitute. And so we will find a substitute. You better believe it. And if it's like, if it feels like, ah, oh, that's not worth it, and it's like, well, is do you really? What are your values saying mm-hmm. about that thing that you're not wanting to put effort to keep? Yeah. Okay, and then just the last thing is just kind of we have already touched on it, but um, mentoring can be really helpful. 
Um, if any of these things you're like, oh, this really resonates and I would just love someone to help me get through the sticky parts. Um, if you're feeling any hangups, then mentoring can be helpful with a nutrition coach or a therapist or an integrative health coach like myself. I mentor women. Um, and I'm not at all like an, a specialist in eating disorders, but I walk alongside um, women in these ways in their relationship with food too, because we all have one yeah. and it's good to just check in sometimes. It's such an individual journey and mm-hmm. experience and there's a lot that goes into food. It's, yeah. it's really emotional often. It's really tied up in, in a lot of different things. And, and again, there's, there's so much um, blatant kind of broad advice given that isn't based in science it's not based in how the body works so understanding that can be really helpful yeah just someone who can help you connect the dots with like mental emotional and your physical needs you might be someone who has a very limited diet or a ton of food sensitivities so what is how does this look like for you or you might be someone who's had really negative experiences emotionally that are tied to food it's, it can be complex. So, well, and like to bring it full circle, like you said, like you said earlier, you had foodies, 47 food allergies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a, like Christina has gone through the ringer. Like if he, you can, you can name pretty much any diet, you know, and, oh my goodness. and yeah. she's done it, you know, or any approach to like, Oh, if you have a sense of, uh, your body's reacting to that food. Okay. We need to cut it out. And like that, she's done that whole thing. And it though. was so stressful and so anxiety. Like I remember standing in front of the food one day in the fridge one day when I was like really, really ill. And literally I remember I finally had to just sit down in front of the fridge because I didn't know what to eat. I was so paralyzed. I just started crying because I was like, everything's going to make me feel bad. Like I was so overwhelmed. So all of this comes from a place of wanting to walk alongside Mm -hmm. you as we all just come to this place of, okay, how can wherever we're at, take the hand of the girl who's sitting in front of the fridge or maybe the person who doesn't have, you know, issues like that, but, um, has other things and how can we just find more ease and more delight around food? Yep. Okay. Um, so just to make your mouth water, we're going to end. And just to remind you that food rhythms can feel free and enjoyable and nourishing because sometimes it feels like, oh, I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to fuel my car that way. Healthy. I use that word. I almost got to the end of the podcast without <laughs> it. Um, but nourished. nourished. We're going to share what are some food rhythms that we have in our home that feel nourishing for both body and soul. My sister was just here and she's like, I love all the treats that you guys give me. And I'm like, I love that because she felt like they were treats. And I was serving her like completely plant-based homemade things. Deliciousness. But it was so delicious. So these are some of the things we make. Um, every afternoon we make homemade hot chocolate or Stephen likes his ice chocolate for a snack before dinner. And it's sweetened with dates and cacao powder and homemade almond milk. And it's creamy and sweet and delicious. We make banana whip ice cream every Friday night and I top it with homemade granola and homemade oat chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, the highlight of Steven's week, right, babe? Fry cream night, yep. Fry cream night, Friday ice cream night. 
Um, oh, we've been doing that for a oh, long Oh, like 10 years. Time. Our entire marriage, I think. Yeah. I wonder when we it started. We haven't been married 10 years. It started when Fixer great. Upper start, came out because we started it because we wanted to watch <laughs> yes. Fixer Upper every Friday night. Was that when we were in Boston? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, yeah, at least, I mean, yeah, our whole marriage, well, nine okay. years. We are banana whip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... So we have smoothies every morning, and they're full of fresh greens, chia seeds, bananas, pea protein. Um, they're so hearty and so nourishing and delicious. Um, we Every day for Stephen's lunch, I make him a salad that has roasted potatoes and a creamy cashew sunflower dressing and fresh lentils. It's one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. Oh it's my so goodness, that's so good. kind. It is. I just, I crave it because I can, I can feel myself like... Hulking. getting healthier yeah your cells it's are like i can away. feel the life force coming back in it's, it's just interesting so though because it is true like that energy from that food is literally live energy that's giving your body energy yeah it just feels so good it's and like it helps that we get greens from um uh, the community garden so if you so. can get your greens from a local grower organic grower or it'll grow be even own. better or grow your own or CSA. future podcast episode mm-hmm. how to grow your own veggies Steven will head that one up for sure. Yes. Um, okay. And then for dinner, I always, whatever we have for dinner, I always make sure that there's a really big portion of vegetables, whether that be, I'll make like tonight we had Thai peanut noodles with loads of steamed vegetables on it. Or last night we made red cashew curry with brown rice and loads of steamed vegetables underneath the sauce. Or one of our favorites is homemade wheat biscuits with a vegan gravy that I make and I serve it with a roasted veggie salad. So all of those are ways that we incorporate really nourishing, energy-dense food that contains all the macronutrients and makes us feel our best, but we're not just eating kale because I truly think that's a misconception that like eating well to nourish your body means you're eating kale and nobody wants to do that. I don't want to do that. Yep. So agreed. There we go. So Stephen, we're going to wrap it all up. Would you share what the takeaway here for health, heart and home is or anything else you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the takeaway to me is that, um, food can be, it doesn't have to be this big, you know, hundred pound weight sitting on you all the time. Like, what do I do? And, um, I'm, and I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of guilt and shame wrapped up in food and, uh, and enough of that, you know? Um, and, you know, and that's not to say just like, go crazy, eat whatever you want, you know, intuitive eating to the max and intuitive eating is great for a number of reasons, but, but it, well, this isn't also just a carte blanche you know, thing, but it's just, you know, there's, there is a path, um, where you can feel better. Um, you know, let food be thy medicine. Um, that is not just a pithy Mm -hmm. quote. That is, that is true. It can be emotional medicine. It can be spiritual medicine. It can be physical medicine. Um, beyond just, you know, looking a certain way. It can be the difference between falling asleep at the dinner table 
or hiking the Grand Canyon, which was my story and how food kind of healed me in that way. And um, think about your current relationship with food um, and how would you describe it? What words would you use to describe um, kind of how you are currently using food or your current relationship with food? And how do you want to feel in your body? Is there something that you want that you that you're feeling now that you want to change, or just you know you have a goal, like you know you want to get to a different place? Mm-hmm. Um, or like those words that we brought up at the beginning, like do they resonate with you? Like ease, yeah. celebratory, yeah. enjoyment, savoring. Or, yeah. Or does it feel hard, restrictive, and fast, and restrictive, and not fun? Anxiety inducing, <laughs> stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other the other kind of thing to to take away and practically is kind of what's what's the one small thing oh, we talked through so much like there was a yeah. ton in yeah. here so re-listen if you need to but a lot that we talked about but what is one thing that you can take one small thing that you can take away from this that you can start doing um, that you could do for the next six months and I say six months. Cause for me, that's a helpful time frame. Cause again, uh, we, the tendency is to want to do lots of things all at once. Mm-hmm. And then we do that for two, three weeks and we burn out and then we're back where we were often worse. So instead take one small change that you can do, you think for six months and do that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And sometimes it helps you to like write down your words. If there's a word that comes to mind when, as we were talking, like, um, balanced, calm, energized, nourished, write that word down and keep that in front of you. And that can be a helpful guide when you're nourishing your body this week of that's my North star. We're going towards that. So what do I need to do to feel that that way in my body? Yeah. Love it. Okay. We're going to close out with our whimsy and delight. So Steven, let's start with you. We're going to share what have you been enjoying lately? And then what's the best thing you've eaten lately? Amazing. Um, what have I been enjoying lately? I enjoyed um, this beer. Mm. Um, I went with Rebecca to a brewery. My sister. Brewery. Um, yeah, Christina's sister was here in town. Rebecca, I mean Rebecca, chose one. <laughs> so Rebecca's driving me? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, unless you are the Rebecca that is listening to this. Uh, but yeah, we went to uh, we went to this brewery that I know the the master brewer that is there. It's his, like it's his master his, brewer. It's his brewery, and uh, I met him a while ago at, a, at an event, and it was just so good. Oh, it was just so good. Um, just a celebration of skill That's and flavor. That's a good flavor. example of something you wouldn't do every day. Yeah. But it, yes. it was a form of celebration that yes. day. Yes, and it was like I just I was able to just savor it and appreciate all the different flavors. I'm like, wow, these guys are so good at what they do, and they use good local fresh ingredients and ah oh, it was amazing so that's a double whammy that's the best thing you've eaten plus what you i think so yeah i think i think it's gonna be all both right, so. all right double hit 
All right, mine. Yeah, yours. Is the best thing I've eaten lately is we got acai bowls from this place, Ian Roll, Ian Rose in Nashville. If you're local, you got to go there and get the Pro Bowl. And we ate it at the lake with my sister. yesterday. was that yesterday? I think I don't so. Know. <laughs> I think so. And it just hit the spot. Oh, it was so good. It's like acai bowl with granola and peanut butter and honey. Okay, it's really good. That was my favorite thing I've eaten lately. What's giving me enjoyment lately slash a tiny bit of stress, but mostly enjoyment is I really want to wallpaper my dining room and I ordered three wallpaper samples and I have two that I'm deciding between and it's really fun to like try to figure out how do I want to do this in this room, but also it's kind of stressing me out because there, I don't know. I don't know which walls I want to do. I don't know. Anyways which one to choose so but i'm really enjoying the thought of wallpapering my dining room it feels very exciting amazing so there's that amazing cool uh listener what is your whimsy and delight what is bringing you what that is today whimsying you that's yes Steven's, yes Steven's well, how word. are you whimsying in your life right now uh and let us know if you want to but thank you so much for listening again this was a info packed mm-hmm. episode um but again i hope that it was valuable let us know your comments your feedback and uh, ideas for future episodes we'd love to hear from you um, don't forget that if you support us for five dollars a month you will get access to some past content that we've produced uh, that was previously just for a private membership but now you can get it if you support us and you can get the weekly intention questions that we do every week that really helps us stay on track and helps us live out some of this stuff that mm-hmm. we that we do. You know, it gives us that, that weekly check-in like, hey, are we on the road? Are we on the path that we want to be on? Um, it's really, it's a really great little worksheet that we do. And you can get it. Um, I think that's about it. Yep. That'll be all. Cool. All right, y'all. Well, have a great rest of your day, and we will see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye.